Welcome back to another interview on Made in India's Our Neighbors 2021. We hope you're ready for a long haul flight because for this episode, we're heading to a neighbor that lives a few continents away. Representing his hometown of Scarborough, I've got Tamil Canadian Radangam player, singer and producer, Janssen. He takes me through forcing his parents to let him learn the Radangam as a kid, the beauty of beat tapes, and his latest release, the Scarborough Beat Tape, where we're featuring a double bill with two songs, Kennedy Station and Bluffs. Both are based on places in Scarborough that inspired him and his record. Namaskar, sir. Manakam, manakam. <laughs> so this is not actually the first time you've been on Made in India. You've been on the show before last year. You had accompanied rapper Sean Vincent DePaul when he was on tour in India. And I've actually been following your work. You've released quite a bit of music in 2020 and 2021. India Beat Tape in 2020. And what I'm super excited mm-hmm. about is your Scarborough Beat Tape that you released in May this year. And you're from Scarborough, am I right? Exactly. Born and raised. <laughs> I would also like to know the story behind Kennedy Station and why Kennedy Station. You have to explain this to me. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, for those of you who don't know about Scarborough, we have subway stations that connect Scarborough to downtown Toronto. And one of the monumental subway stations, it's like the crossing point where people go to actually enter the subway to get to downtown, is Kennedy Station. And for me, growing up as a child, up until I got my like first job in downtown, that's the route that a lot of people take to get to downtown Toronto. So it's it was always a crazy feeling going down there just because you never know what you're going to see. You might sit beside a crazy person on the subway you might see fights you might just have a chill smooth ride listening to a new album you know or uh, listening to made in india on my way to uh, downtown (laughs) so i really wanted to showcase all the different feelings i've had about candy station in in that beat so that's why you hear a lot of variations a lot of different emotions a lot of highs and a lot of cinematic i wanted to go with that cinematic approach for that specific uh, beat It's really good. So I was listening back to the whole beat tape and I'm tripping on Bluffs. That song is so good. (laughs) Thank you. Can you tell me about Bluffs? Well, I mean, thank you for listening to that one. And that's actually one of my favorites on the tape too. So there's like one pretty popular beach in Scarborough called the Bluffs. And for me in high school, there is a cliffside park on top of the bluffs area that my friends and I used to go. So, you know, these these are high school times. We would go out there. A lot of people would go out there to have drinks, have fun, just have a good time. So when I was creating the beat for bluffs, I'm like, I needed something that brought out that emotion of like, you know, having a good time, more of sentimental, like memories, right? That's why it has a dance type of feel. It does. And then what brought it full circle was the saxophone. And if you hear the saxophone, it's actually a sample from one of my all-time favorite Tamil songs, Anjali. Oh, that's incredible. If you hear the chops, obviously for me, whenever I'm chopping up samples, I want it to be in a different way. I want to shed a different perspective on it. Um, but when I started chopping up the saxophones, I don't know, it just brought everything together and it just gave like that extra light that I needed for the beat. It's so good. So it has a tint of nostalgia in it too. I 
Love it. I have been tripping on bluffs and I'm like, I gotta get this song on my mixtape too. It's so good. Though I have to say the one <laughs> that I feel like made me a little bit emotional was a mama's interlude. I was like, why am I getting so emotional about this one? It just it hit me deep. Yeah. <laughs> a mama's interlude. That was intentional for sure. My grandma was a very supportive person for me growing up, especially in my career. Yeah. And then she passed away last year mm. or like a, a few months back. So I, if you notice in all my projects, I always have an interlude. And the interlude is usually dedicated to someone that's close in my life or something specific. And that's why I called that one Amama's Interlude. So it was like an ode, a love letter to her. That's so sweet. So, you know, you were earlier just talking about the way your music sounds, right? I guess like every artist has like an ambition for what they want the listener to sort of feel. So when I'm listening to the music, I'm thinking Kanye and Drake and Timbaland and Eadahman like birthed a Sri Lankan Tamil Canadian love child. And that's like <laughs> what I'm hearing. But there is, I feel like so much that's going on in the music because I feel like there's hip hop at its core, but it's got these like South Indian flourish. And yet, like you said, it's so cinematic. When I'm listening to it, I know that you're a really great percussionist and you're a great beat maker, but you're also telling a story. Is that right? Is that the vibe? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's different when you release instrumental tape. There's not many producers that I've seen that release just instrumental tapes in the form of like an album. So there's no lyrics most of the time, right? It's just music. So how do you get listeners to make it feel like it's still like an album? Yeah. Top to bottom, how do you make them feel like they're going through a movie and there's a rising action, there's the plot, there's the falling action. So, you know, a big shout out to my team, Mike, TJ, and all the collaborators that were a part of this project. You know, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be able to construct it the way that it did come out. Yeah. And I forgot to mention, like, for Candy Satan specifically, the ambience, that whole orchestral string section, that's one of my close collaborators, Kellyson. He's an amazing pianist, and he's a, actually a composer. So he helped compose that section. And for Bluffs, another close collaborator, Ralph Francis, another person who grew up out here in Scarborough, he's the one who did that midsection in, in Bluffs. So I feel like combining all those energies with the collaborations really helped paint that picture that he wanted as well. But yeah, I wanted people to experience it from top to bottom. That's how I wanted people to. I wanted someone to be like, damn, like I want to go to Scarborough after this. Like, I want to go to all these places Yance is mentioning. Like that's how I wanted people to feel. I did. I felt like that. I really did. You know, I do my research, right? And I remember the last time when we spoke that I knew your guru's name, right? Like Sri Vasudevan Rajalingam. Yeah. And you were like, <gasps> yeah. how, how did she know? <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. And I credit it to like my team, just like you credit your team, crediting my team who are so yeah, good at like the research. Sure. But I think one of the things that we also had chatted about is that having immigrant parents and I know that like your journey was so different, especially for your parents who left Sri Lanka during a really bad time and moved to Ontario. And one of the things that I think you sort of mentioned in like other interviews that you've done is that there are these moments. It's not like your mom dreamed that my son must be a musician. That's not like a career path that they usually go, this is what they should be doing. But I'm super curious because you did learn Mridangam, right? Yeah. Do you think it would have been really different if you pursued being a Carnatic classical artist versus maybe like a hip hop artist? Slightly, yes. 
I think for me, whether I did Mridangam or Carnatic singing, I would have always ended up in music somehow, doing something in music. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Just it's, it's a feeling. Like uh, most kids, I think I mentioned it last time in my interview with you, they get either forced into going down into learning Carnatic vocal lessons or Mridangam classes or Bharatanatyam out here. It's very rare for a child to force their parents to take them to these classes. <laughs> Is that what you did? Yeah, in my case, that's what I did. I still remember the day. Like, it's so cliche. It was love at first sight. I saw someone playing the Mridangam for a budget. I saw it and I I was with my mom and I started tugging on her. Sorry, I'm like, I need to learn this right now. I need to learn this right now. My mom's like, what the hell? I'm like, that's so random, right? Like, I was already learning Carnatic vocal by this time. And then literally, I, I kept pestering. I'm, I was that type of kid. You know, if I wanted something, I, kept, I would pester my parents until I got it. So I pestered my parents and literally the, the next week they put me in Mridangam class. And Vasudev and Master was my Carnatic teacher's brother. Oh. Carnatic vocal teacher's brother. So that's how the connection came. And from there, that passion just turned into an obsession. And that's how I ended up becoming to where I am at now. That's amazing. I love that you were like, Amma, Appa, I want to learn Mridangam. And then they were like, okay, bye. Exactly. This is what also is the thing, right? The South Asian connection. Be like, my brother will teach Mridangam. So uh, that keeps it within the family. <laughs> yeah, it's always like that. It's always like that. So good. <laughs> so you know what? Because a lot of what made in India, I think it really is in my heart to support like independent music. And I think being an independent musician, I feel like is a little bit of the epitome of the struggling artist. Can you give me like a feel of what is the like South Asian indie music scene in Canada? Like, what is it like there? Is it hard? Is it easy? Is it, is there a lot happening there that we just don't know about? I think the beauty about, you know, living in Toronto, it's so diverse. There's so many different cultures, so many different genres of music. It's like a melting pot, right? Uh, Toronto is like the center of everything. So for me growing up, my whole foundation was just Carnatic music. So there's a big Carnatic base out here, especially Toronto, Mississauga, Brampton area. So I was exposed to a lot of that. But then you also have the other side of hip hop, which I was also exposed to. So during my high school days, that's when, you know, Drake was on the come up, Nicki Minaj. When that happened, you know, believe it or not, when I, out of my friend group, I was the first person to get my uh, license. So when it came to my car, it would be like, Sikal Guru Chetan, GN Balasubramaniam, ML Vasantukumai, like all these old classic Carnatic songs. And they'd be like, yo, what is this? And then they would blast the radio, right? And eventually I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me actually take it. Let me appreciate it. Don't be narrow-minded. And that's when I started appreciating more hip-hop. And that's when I got the idea to blend both. But now, for the last couple of years, I see more and more South Asian artists blending their foundations in classical music with hip-hop and other genres too. So it's a very exciting time in Toronto, I would say. Like everyone's eager, eager to try different things. And I love that. That's so cool. So, okay. Now you had mentioned earlier that your Scarborough beat tape was your way of enticing people to come to Scarborough, right? So yeah. you've come to India, you were on tour here last year. So if I come to visit you in Scarborough, where would be the first place you take me? Okay. So number one spot, Fredericks. Okay. There's a, a beat on the Vita called Federix, and that was the first Hakka restaurant that was formed in Scarborough. And that was the childhood spot. So that's why if you like chili chicken, if you like Hakka food, you come to this spot, I will take you there. 
I forgot. I don't know if you eat meat or not, but they have great vegetarian foods as well. <laughs> oh no, I'm from Kerala. I'm Malayali, so we practically okay, invented okay, 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 beef. Okay. Like, <laughs> I eat. Okay, everything. so yeah, I'll definitely take you there first, just so you can enjoy authentic Scarborough style Hakka food. That I'm so excited about that. Also, since I'm not very cool, when I land up in Scarborough, can you teach me some slang so that people think I'm cool? <laughs> Scarborough slang. <laughs> Honestly, people are going to make fun of me for this. I don't even know. There's so many new words added every day in the Scarborough Toronto Slang Dictionary, I swear. Are you saying you're becoming an old man? <laughs> Is that what you're trying to tell me? Possibly, man. possibly. <laughs> okay, one thing what people say here. Nyay. Nyay. You may have heard a lot of memes. If something fascinating is happening, people are like, nyay. Nyay. Is that correct? Yeah, like, what was that? Nyay. Yeah, yeah. Be like, did you like Janssen's Scarborough Beat Tape? Nyay. <laughs> is that the right way to use it? I guess it kind of works out of context. Like you saw something like you, you shouldn't have seen and you'd be like, yeah. Eh? Oh. So it's more like a question mark at the end. Yeah. I got to figure out how to use this. So one. that's something so people have been saying recently. You give me some complicated yeah. slang and all, man. It's <laughs> 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 so hard to use. Don't worry, I'll teach you all the ways. Thank you. You'll teach me the cool things to do. I have to ask you. For anyone that doesn't know, because I also realize that we've been talking about the beat tape, right? For people that don't know what a beat tape is, what is a beat tape? So as a producer, we're always creating beats, right? But I feel like there's never been a platform just to display that. So then now, you know, anyone could put a piece of music that they've made on Spotify, on Apple Music, on TikTok. A beat tape is essentially a collection of beats that you put out in a form of an album. So that can range from like 5 to 10 to 15. Yeah. It's still, I would say, something pretty... Like, I released my first beat tape, I think, back in 2017. 2017, 2016. I put it on SoundCloud at that time. I don't even know if it's still up there, because that was the, the, the free platform. Uh, but at that time, uh, I feel like there wasn't that much light shed to producers and beat makers. In the past, a lot of the light has been shed to just artists as a whole. But now, especially with pop music, you see a lot more producers at the forefront. Mm. Like DJ Mustard featuring, Murder Beats featuring, you have Diplo, you have Avicii, all of these producers who are getting big time names. So now I feel like releasing beat tapes is like a great form of marketing for producers. I guess it also becomes a way of you sort of also expressing your own artistry, right? I think to some extent, like having the feet, I always feel like that's more of a collaboration a lot of the time, even though yeah. these are beats that you would make. It's also a chance for you to, when you put your beat tape out, I feel like you're taking this person on a journey you feel like you have a chance to express yourself in some way. We were talking about Amama's interlude. I don't know if that's going to feature in someone else's song. That's you and that's your song. And that's, yeah. that's so personal to you. I think the beauty of like beat tapes and just music in general, since there's no lyrics, I feel like people can play them anywhere at any time, which I didn't realize, right? So when I dropped the Indian beat tape, like, people were telling me, like, I would play this when I'm cooking, when I'm cleaning, when I'm studying. People just play it in the background. And I guess, you know, a lot of people just enjoy that sometimes without no lyrics. It's true. I was playing it while I made chai for myself today. I was like, mm, 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 there you go. It was probably a good chai you made too. Yeah, it was, it's top quality stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Yasin, thank you so much. This was so good. And I am so glad I got to catch up with you a little bit, talk about your new beat tape that I've just been so excited about. And 
Thank you for being a part of our neighbors. You're a pretty awesome neighbor to have. Likewise. Thanks again. You know, you've always showed me and my team so much love. So shout out to you and your team for setting this up. Thank you. Hope to see you next time when I come back to India. Okay, so Scarborough is another destination for me to go to when this pandemic is over. Till then, the Scarborough Beat Tape will do. Don't forget to take a little time out while you're listening to the tunes and subscribe, follow, rate, and review us on the podcast app of your choice. It really helps people find the show. Also, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so come and say hi. And now it's time to head over to Scarborough. Here's Janssen with Bluffs and Kennedy Station. Have to produce diamonds the booth.
You can't see me, but I'm still vibing while I'm waving goodbye. You just heard Janssen with Kennedy Station and Bluffs from the Scarborough Beat Tape. Come back next week as we head over to the subcontinent again for a rendezvous with our neighbors on the east side.